0: Today, Texas gives the federal government the middle finger at the border and Joe Biden faces backlash from the left after ordering missile strikes in Yemen. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday. And boy, it's been quite a week. I'm joined today by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, along with Matthew Marsden, actor and producer extraordinaire. Um, and um, I'm glad that you guys are here today. Yeah, Glad to be. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Um, and today, i if you were, in case you didn't want, uh, know, I do identify as a cat. Mm. Just for today. Meow. Just for today. Meow. Just for today. I'm told that you can do that now. You just choose what you identify as. And today I decided to be a cat because, yeah, now you can see this. Because uh, <laughs> it's very cold in this building, which is why Jason's wearing that vest. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, also, your barometer is messed up because of the cold plunge. It is, I admit. Okay. I do admit. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. One of these days, I'm going to be brave enough to try one of those. Um, but today is not that day. Um, so I'm curious to get your thoughts, gentlemen, on what's going on at the border. Uh, the Texas National Guard seized control of Shelby Park in Eagle Pass. Um, is this, this news is- from three years ago? I'm just curious. Is this news from three years ago?
1: Yeah, when we were all saying that you need to shut the border down. Mm. Is this three years ago can you check can someone check the date?
0: Yeah, is it, so this maybe is not three years ago. Uh-uh. No, oh, this was okay. this was like last night. Odd. Okay. Yes, yeah, Continue. I know. Right, because this has been an ongoing problem Right. for a very long time, to Jason's point. Well there was like,
1: did you say that? there was Tucker Carlson that one of his things and he was like Governor Abbott saying he's doing all he can? No, he's not. Right. You can shut the border down right. if you want to.
0: Well, and to your point, um, there was a an election. And uh yeah. before that election, Governor Abbott was real tough talk on the border, and that he would declared it an invasion for. How many times now? He's done it several different times, and it turns out declaring it's an invasion is just literally releasing a press statement, a press release that says this is an invasion, guys, and then not doing any follow-up. We did it! Yeah, yeah we, we did solved it. the border crisis. We called like, it an invasion. It was like
1: that San Francisco City Council meeting when they're all clapping and dancing because they voted to uh, <laughs> what free Gaza or something. Like <laughs> we, the we
2: did it, y'all. <laughs> he's the like, Middle he's, he's like, you know what? If if another million come over, then we won't stand for that. Man, yeah. yeah, it's just so absurd. It's absurd.
0: Yeah. Um, so okay. Yeah. So I want to I want to show Shelby Park, um, the current state I should say of Shelby Park. It's a major hub for uh, these new migrants, and so here's a little bit of that.
2: Jeez.
0: Yeah. This. So not a small amount of people. Obviously. I mean, it's just completely decimated, taken over, um, not just Eagle Pass, but El Paso, and you know all of these very small border towns that can't handle, don't have the infrastructure to take in all of these people. By the way, Jason, you uh, reminded me, you mentioned the and the occupation, you know, free Palestine, all of this. I was driving past a car today, and she had written, like in shoe polish, I guess, free Palestine on one side, and end the occupation on the other, and I was thinking... Hit hey, maneuver? I will... <laughs> 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 you thought it. You didn't yes. do it, but you might have been thinking And I it. was like, it's okay. end the occupation here in this country at our border. How about that? Yeah. End that occupation. Send those people right back to where they came from because they they seem to be occupying a little bit too much of our land. Let's get them all the hell out of here. That's the occupation I want ended. Um, but I want to play, or I, I, I want to give you a little bit more context here and then we can watch a little bit more. So uh, the mayor is a Democrat, Rolando Salinas. Uh, he was... Not happy about the Texas National Guard seizing control, Um, but the DPS, Texas Department of Public Safety, gave the mayor a heads up. And this is just the latest in this battle between Texas and um, the federal government who comes in there. We've seen videos. We played them on the show. The federal government coming in there, unlocking, uh, you know, gates that Texas National Guard has closed. They just go back and forth and back and forth. No, actually, we want to unlock it and reopen it. Uh, The Department of Justice is now in court battling Attorney General Ken Paxton in court over the razor wire that we've put out there because they say we don't know. We want to make it as easy as possible for these migrants to get through. You've seen Border Patrol fist bumping these migrants as they're walking through. I mean, what world are we living in when A, the federal government just has chosen to just completely abdicate their responsibilities in protecting us and keeping our borders sovereign, and B, that Texas has to have such a hard time, is, is given such a hard time that they have to resort for, they have to resort to using this type of force to keep the federal government from doing this.
2: Well, I'd like to make, to make a point about this because as the immigrant at the table, they're selective with who they're letting in mm-hmm. and who they're not letting in, mm-hmm. right? So I went through a very lengthy process to come here as a, to be a citizen first. I had an L1 visa, I had multiple O one one visas, then I went and I got my green card and then I went through the naturalization right. process.
1: What's the, <clears throat> what's the years involved in that?
2: Well, you have to be a green card holder for five years minimum and then you have to apply through the system. So, so, I have a, so one of the, the point that I keep make, making on Twitter is that, and, and by the way, I want to I wanna say this. I do not think that the first action that you do in your new country should be breaking the law, mm-hmm. right? It kind of sets a standard, right? And I, I, I can tell you guys a story some other time about how you know my, my wife's, well, I'll tell you just quickly, my wife's uh, temporary visa was up and we'd been given a uh, temporary green card because the, what they do is really weird. They give you a temporary green card and then you're gonna get your green card. And she was not allowed to get her driving license, to renew her driving license because they said she got a temporary green card. I'm like, but that is legal. And I'm standing there in the DMV in Burbank Glendale and I'm surrounded by illegals <laughs> again. their driving mm. licenses there and I'm like, like, hey listen We're, we're doing this the right way. Yep. So my wife didn't drive for six weeks while we waited For the green card to come in because I said we are not going to break the law in this country, but it's selective So my son uh, I have a son in the UK who is an adult His wait right now is four years Jeez. To come into this country four years and he's sitting there patiently how is that fair? I've, I did everything the right way, which I'm not complaining about. That's the way it should be. And I'm, I'm grateful and I'm so blessed that I can be in this country. But the first thing these people do is break the law. And the federal government actually is doing its job for people from Europe. They're stopping people from coming from other places around the, the, around the world into the United States. And by the way, one other thing, it's not just... People might say, oh, well, you know, it's because, you know, they're, they're going to tell you you're racist because it's people from South America or, you know, Central and South America. There are Somalis that are coming mm-hmm. over. There are mm-hmm. Iranians that are coming mm-hmm. over. There are Chinese that are mm-hmm. coming over. Like, mm-hmm. this is a clear and present danger to the, to the, not just the sovereignty of the United States, but we're importing Terrorists. I mean Trump said it and he was right like yeah. there are cells all over this country The FBI knows that there are cells all over this country and uh, when we bombed um, uh, Yemen I'm sitting there going well listen these are uh, proxies for Iran right? Like are they gonna start triggering cells in the United States? It's mm-hmm. very very serious mm-hmm. and what's gonna happen? When that ha- w- when that occurs, please God, I hope it doesn't but I think it's only a matter of time because if you're gonna hit America How would you do it? I'd yeah. bring right men across the border, set them up, and then hit soft targets. I mean, right. this is just the way it is. It, it, it's really personally offensive to me. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I can imagine, I And people dismiss it, oh, you know, and, and I, I grew up loving this country. I You know how many people in the UK right now love America and wanna come here and would make mm-hmm. it a better place, and they do. they would adhere to the laws and they would contribute positively, and they can't come here?
0: Yeah. And that's part of the that's part of the buy in, too. Right. Like is that it's you appreciate it. um, You appreciate the process and you appreciate your experience in this country more. So imagine the flip side of that is that you get to just stand in a line, walk right across. You know that you're breaking the law and the federal government is fist bumping you along the way. How much are you going to appreciate our law? and it they, should the, be our special country right that's should what i'm saying it should
2: when i got sworn in you know as a citizen it was really emotional for me we've spoken about it, it was re- it was a really really big thing and for them to just do it, 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 it's just like, oh, you know, it's it's basically an abusive relationship at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, screw America, I'm going to come in, I'm going to take what I can from it and I'm not going to adhere to it. Right. And this is, we, we have a lawless society, that's what it is. And we have people that aren't strong enough to stand up and say, this is enough. You're right, Texas should have done it ages ago. Me coming in, I came here because I believe that Texas is going to be the last stand, yeah. right? That's why I chose Texas and and we just, Letting it go and it's not good enough. Sorry. I'm it's not good enough that three years later We're still saying the same stuff. Yeah, and it's like, like like I said. Oh great. Great. Yeah, Texas is going to the border Fantastic. Two million
0: people later. Well, so Jason, I want to get your thoughts, but I do want to just kind of add to to both of your points about three years later. I will say at least this: there there is sort of some escalation in the court system because since Texas's move uh, last night, uh, the Biden administration filed um, uh, part of a, in their the case with the Supreme Court uh, regarding the border. The Biden administration told the Supreme Court early Friday morning, this morning, like 2 a.m. after this had happened, that Texas was effectively blocking U.S. Border Patrol agents from accessing a portion of the U.S.-Mexico border, stressing that new barriers recently erected by the state reinforced the federal government's need for SCOTUS to weigh in on this matter. So it may get it pushed to SCOTUS uh, more quickly so that we can get an answer on whether or not we have the ability as a state to defend our own border. That's where it's filed right now. Wisconsin. Well, right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, um, so there is movement there. But the fact that we've had to wait three years while all of this is happening and Governor Abbott hasn't done anything. I mean, it's I'll, I'll put it this way. It was very depressing to see how many people just voted for him in the primary. Yeah. Here in Texas.
1: I just got finished reading that. Just now, um, I was really? I was gonna mention that right when you mentioned the uh, the concertina wire yeah. lawsuit. So it's just an update to that. Yeah. But it's so it's, it was actually kind of funny to read because they're all oh, you know, we can't get down to the border, and if there's a medical emergency, you know, when they're swimming across the border, it's uh, that's pretty much their entire case, is now they oh they gosh. cannot observe, like, for a medical emergency, or whatever. And they talk about for, how-
0: For, for, for a, someone who doesn't even, isn't even a citizen here.
1: Exactly, wow. yeah. And they're like,
0: it's so funny, they were
1: like, we approached the,
0: you know, the border, and they had armed Texans down there that wouldn't let us down there. Oh, and I'm like- no. No! We've been, yeah, we've been calling like, for that no. for forever. <laughs> we've, been at, we've been saying that, I remember, I you may have been here, but I know for a fact John Doyle and I have had that conversation. It's like all it would take is a bunch of young men armed go down to the border and just don't let them through. Don't let them through. What what is a Border Patrol agent going to do? Start. Who's going to fire the first shot? They're going to they're going to start what a war with Texas. They're not going to do that. That
1: will happen eventually. Mm -hmm. And if the Texas National Guard aren't the men with the guns, there will be. Private citizens down there with it's going to have to. It's called the Bubba effect. Yeah, and it will happen. I know. If it continues this way, have you seen, Have you guys seen that uh, that woman that's got this viral rant like on TikTok or Instagram or whatever? And she's all talking about what's happening in New York schools, and she calls Joe and Kamala Harris Joe and the hoe. <laughs> no. and, and she it's hilarious <laughs> She's just going off but you can see how so th- it's starting to hit people that it wasn't hitting in the past few years because now ki- their kids schools are being impacted mm-hmm. their kids are being told to go back to basically COVID standards where learning fell way off go back to online learning because they want to put all these immigrants in these schools um they're not your people aren't talking about the actual human element of what's happening you saw all those people in that video you just showed it's, it's, it's interesting to say, oh, they're just going to go out in the country. There's literally nowhere for them to go. Right. The infrastructure here is not set up for the amounts of people coming in. We were just down in Colony Ridge, and we were seeing that massive, you know, thousands of acres out there. It's, that, those types of properties, uh, land areas where there's just massive amounts of illegals, are going to start popping up all over the country because you're going to have to. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else for them to go. Right. So you're importing the third world into the United States, and it's not going to change. That's just going to become our norm. Mm-hmm. Third world is going to become our normal. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I want to add to this. I just found it. The irony was just uh, amazing. Here, I read this headline: DHS urges people to wear blue to raise awareness about human trafficking.
1: I, th- I think there's some other things they could do, you know, that do- maybe. Wait. So human you're are, hold
0: on. Hold on. <laughs> are you saying that wearing blue doesn't solve the human trafficking problem? Well, because they, they re- did. They did look. They did tweet. All you oh. need is a piece of blue clothing. Nice. Join us today in supporting the fight against human trafficking by wearing a piece of blue. and They could
2: also say
0: hashtag
2: yes. They did. human. You got to be kidding me. They did it. Oh, I mean, know hashtag. they solved it. They didn't put oh. like, hashtag human oh, trafficking. Hunger. Let's. You know what? You know what? Let's solve world hunger.
0: Okay. What right? do we do? What Let's, do we can, do?
2: Can we put something there? Can we do like hashtag solve world hunger and then wear black. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Hashtag it's done. Big Mac. We'll all wear be- uh, black. It's done.
2: We just solved oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah, high five. What? Yeah, we
1: yeah. did it.
0: Come on. Boom. Checking them off the list. I what mean, the lack of bombs. self-awareness <laughs> to be like, if you cared at all about human trafficking and solving it, you would have shut down the border a long f- time ago. Sorry. I made it all through the week. I made it all did through you, you the week. You me. I did, but oh, it's just. I mean, because listen, if Yakubuians were sitting at this table, he would <laughs> about lose his damn mind reading this story but because so he knows how. <laughs> <laughs> <not> so politely <laughs> than me, um, he knows how bad it is down there. I mean, the human trafficking is. It is a crisis in itself down at the border. So for the Department of Homeland Security to be telling us they really care about human trafficking so much so that they're encouraging you to wear blue is just laughable. It's laughable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to laugh so you don't cry. I mean, it's just like, you guys are a total freaking joke. What a joke. We have jokes running the country in every single agency. I'm not going to say from the top down everywhere because I do believe that there are still some, you know, obviously military members who are not jokes. I do believe that there are some, you know, perhaps FBI law enforcement officials who are not jokes. But uh, the people running the show are. I got to tell you.
2: Sarah, when I when I first came to Texas and this because we can blame the left all we want. Right. But I don't blame them because we know what they're up to. We know what their agenda is. We know what they want to do. When, we first came, when I first came to Texas and I was with Matt Peterson and we were in a, in a room with a bunch of friends and we started talking about what was going on in Texas mm-hmm. and the whole room was quiet and we were like, you don't understand, like, mm-hmm. we just came from, it were like, like, you know, Vietnam veterans coming out of the jungle after seeing, <laughs> you don't understand what we've seen, we came from California, <laughs> can't happen, and they all looked at us like we were crazy. And we were like, you have to get involved. Like, you can't just think that somebody else is gonna take care of it anymore. You certainly can't rely on the Republican party. Mm-hmm. They, they're a complete joke. There are, there are some people in there that are fighting and they're being hamstrung, like Ken Paxton, yep. who gets his legs cut from under him every five seconds. And then you've got people in the Texas legislature that should be gone. They they shouldn't even show their face in this state again. Yep. You know I'm talking about there, one particular person, mm-hmm. he should not be there. Right? Uh, Texans are waking up, but this bull like, don't California my Texas, right? All right, here we go. Is, is not true. That the, the left has taken over the schools. It's not even gonna right? fit. The, the left has taken over the schools and they've done it. They haven't done it underneath my nose while I was in California. They did it under the nose of Texans. And by the way, I don't mean people that, that watch The Blaze because the people that watch The Blaze are hardcore. They understand what's up and that's why they watch this channel. Yeah. Right? But all the others, you gotta go around, you gotta the people that think that it can they can get away with it. You gotta call your neighbors and you gotta go, hey, listen, we gotta vote these people out. Yeah. Right. You've got to get out. You've got to take the day off work and go and protest. Like you, you have to do this. Like we are. There's no giving it to somebody else to do it anymore. That's gone. You have to get involved. You, the stakes are super high. We are going to lose this country. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. yep. It, the, 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 Last word, really. the actual reality is no party has actually been serious or even wanted death fix the immigration Mm -hmm. problem because it's just too big of a rallying cry on both sides. Mm -hmm. You get a bunch of emotional people on one side to say, oh, they're just wanting to come here for a better life. You know, look at them. They're in cages. Let's help them. And then on the other side, they're like, no, we need to secure the border. Blah, blah, blah. Well, nothing ever gets done. They never fix what you had to go through with this bull crap years and years and years and years of trying to get visas and all that stuff. They never actually fix that. And I, yes, I think there's a lot of things. You can still go off of a quota system, but you can make it easier for people, you know, that fit certain you know, demographics mm-hmm. to get in. Yeah. They don't care about fixing it. It just it's much more valuable for them to have us fight over it. Which is yeah. just Which is every,
0: every. so maddening because it's like, what do you, I mean, do you guys have families? Do you have grandkids? Do you have kids? Do you know what kind of a place you're going to leave for them if you continue kicking the can down the road? And you just don't care because it's personally advantageous for you. It's gross. Um, all right. When we come back, I'm gonna make Jason explain to us what's going on going on in Yemen? <laughs> but first, I want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So last year, because of you guys, you guys did this. Preborn's network of clinics saw over 58,000 babies saved. Thank you to those of you who made the donation. Um, And for those of you who have not heard about Preborn yet, I want to tell you about them. So Preborn is an organization that they work with this network of clinics, that these clinics are positioned in very, very high abortion areas. Uh, Oftentimes their clinics are like right next to these abortion clinics. And instead of a woman going into a Planned Parenthood, they get to go into one of these clinics where they are, of course, you know, they're welcomed. They're actually shown. An ultrasound of their baby, and in that moment, you guys are parents. You remember the moment forever. The very well, he's had he has ten million kids, so he experiences it a lot. But, (laughs) But like the very, I mean, it's always awesome. But that first time you do it. There's just something about that first time you you don't know what to expect, and you're like, holy crap, that is my baby. That's that's a human. That's a little. That's a mini me. And uh, you hear the heartbeat, and it really is life-changing. And it turns out that it's life-changing for those mothers as well, because when a mother meets her baby on an ultrasound for the first time and hears that heartbeat, she is like double, uh, more than double the times likely that she's going to choose life and she's going to have that baby. Preborn also helps take care of these babies financially uh, up until they're like two. So I don't want to hear anything from the left about, you guys just want to save the babies and you don't want to help them whenever they're born. Preborn does all of that. So $28 a month can be the difference between the life and the death of a child. Uh, I encourage all of you to go to preborn.com slash Sarah and make whatever donation, $28 can save a baby. Um, If you can give more, great. But uh, if not, please give what you can over at preborn.com slash Sarah. An onslaught of over 100 precision-guided missiles ignited the night sky in Yemen last night. Uh, This was the United States in tandem with the United Kingdom and uh, additional support from Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands. Uh, They launched an attack on the Houthi rebels in Yemen, hitting 60 targets at 16 locations. Um, And I believe we have some, yeah, there it is, the infrared footage uh, of an aircraft painting a target, of course, guiding the missile to the location in the crosshairs. Um, and the left is very, very upset. Jason, I want, to, I want you to give some additional context. But I, what I do know is the left is very upset um, because Biden did this without the approval of Congress. Um, and I would love to get your thoughts on, you know, we love a good uh, punch at Biden. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, whether or not you agree. But Jason, you're like the guy that studies up on stuff when like nobody else has the time to do it, and I know you know this situation. Uh, tell the viewers what, what they need to know about this.
1: Well, the left is right on this. Yeah. Um, they're absolutely correct. Um, they're, it's a criticism that you can go through Trump. Trump did the same thing. Uh, you can go all the way back to Nixon, mm-hmm. um, which was when he got the War Powers Act uh, shot through, which basically says that he does not have to consult anybody for 48 hours. Um, I think the original intent was like, if there was like an Im- imminent threat to the United States, like, if there's a missile coming over from Russia, you know, or whatever, he, he doesn't have to, like, inform Congress because I only have seven minutes to respond to this. He can just respond to it. You read through the amount of coalition partners mm-hmm. on this. UK, Canada, mm-hmm. Bahrain. I think there was, there was a couple Australia. more. Yeah, like Australia. How long do you think that took? I mean, you've got to get a bunch right. of people at the table and say, this is what we want to do. We want your help. Just in logistics of getting all their logistical help, that's... You're talking days to get that done. It's been at least, what, 97 days since October 7th, if, I'm at, if my math is right. Uh, that's a long time, because you, you've been getting hit by these Houthis ever since then. Right. There was time to inform Congress. So there needs to be a congressman, people like Thomas Massey, that will finally say, guys, enough is enough. The War Powers Act is unconstitutional the way it's been interpreted and the way it's being executed. We need to go back to the original Constitution and figure this out. They don't even bother to like, get the Gang of Eight. And say, hey, this is what I intend to do. Mm-hmm. You, does anybody have an objection? They didn't bother to do that. Right. They, 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 they just attack whenever right. they want. I will, say in, I will say, though, after all that, the Houthis need to be dealt with yes. in that area. Um, so it's a good strike. I don't like the way it was launched.
0: You would think, right? But you would think that it would have been approved by Congress, do you not? Because uh, to your point is over 130 times they've launched attacks against U.S. forces just since October 17th. Yeah. I mean, none of them would have d- denied it. That, that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah. why not just go through the proper channels?
1: Yeah, well, th- there needs to be, for, I will say this, there, there needs to be, the United States shouldn't be the leader on this anymore. Yeah. There needs to be another like coalition of, you know, global sea lane, you know, police or were you know you know and it's a group that will you know say we, we guarantee that we're going to continue that you know to allow that ships will be allowed in and out of these like choke points um, we would just be a member of that mm-hmm. if we wanted to mm-hmm. um, but right now we are the only ones that do it right which is ridiculous we shouldn't be that pulls us into other wars that shouldn't happen but the reason this is so, important is because Iran is, they can't defeat us. They can't defeat anyone besides maybe like Bahrain on that like group, that, you know, that coalition group. Single, like UK could take them, you know, could handle, handle them. US obviously could handle them. Australia could probably handle them. They can't win a conventional war. So they use proxies. They use mm-hmm. proxies like Hezbollah, um, you know, like all those different proxies in Iraq. The Houthis are one of those proxies. The reason why Yemen, I, Iran used the Houthis in Yemen is because it sits right there on that strait that goes up to the Suez Canal. Yep. The Bab el-Mandeb Strait, which is on the west. The Suez Canal is on the other one. That is the most heavily trafficked uh, sea lane for Shipping. oil. Yep, the Shipping. Shipping line. Yep, going in and mm-hmm. out of there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Iran knows their trump card is to lock those straits down However they want, let's say, have a random terrorist group like the Houthis cause some problems. Well, you're, they've already, I think it was Tesla, was forced to shut down their plant in Germany because of the delays because of that. Yeah. They know that's going to happen. All they have to do is create some, some fuss. They, they seize that tanker, like, basically the same day, hours before, but that was in the Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. That's a warning. Yeah. If this continues this way, we have the means to shut down oil in the most heavily uh, traversed uh, area for oil. That's, that's what they're doing. That's their play. That's what's going to happen going forward.
0: And just to give some additional context here, um, that Suez Canal is responsible for 10% of the global economy, um, and the Houthis have attacked merchant shipping vessels, which have affected more than 50 nations in just 27 attacks in, since the war in Gaza. So, like, I mean, to Jason's point, it's like they... they I hate to use a, a, a parenting phrase but or, or something that happens in parenthood, but this is, i look, they started it, <laughs> okay? Like, they started it, and now, of course, the Houthi leader is uh, threatening retribution, and it's like, I mean, uh, uh, this was the retribution because you guys were just asking for it.
2: Yeah, yeah but it's that kind of thing. I, I, when you're a kid, right, and someone punches you, and you punch them back, and they go, oh, why did you do that? It's the same thing. They have this, this same mentality because they think that what they're doing is completely justified because of, what is going on in Gaza, right? So, so that's the thing, but you know, they have been a, they have been a problem for a long time. And I, what I would like to know is, who's the guy that's in hospital right now who went and had Lloyd his? Lloyd Austin. Yeah. That's, it's kind of curious timing, right? That this went down when he was away.
1: Still in the hospital now, I, I, I think. As of yesterday, he was still in the hospital.
2: So why, why would that be? I mean, you, you know, you form a military what would happen in that situation? Like, wouldn't they speak to him about this? Would they get his kind of, or are they just waiting for him to get out of the way so they could go do it? Uh, I don't know, because the other thing is, is the one thing under Trump was if they attacked, there was a very, very swift response, right? And, and again, another parenting analogy, right, is you wanna, if someone does something immediately, you wanna, you wanna deal with it yeah. straight away. You don't wanna let it go on and on and on because that's enabling <sighs> behavior, right? So why do they take all this time to respond like that? And another question, I mean, I, I know that England and, and the United States probably had to wait for the military might not mocking them, but the truth is, like, of Bahrain, like, why do, why do they care? Is that like, hey, we've got another country in here that's in, the, in that area of the world, but who said no? Because they would have gone to a number of other people, and mm-hmm. why would they have said no? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a fascinating kind of, like... Yeah. situation right? I, I didn't hear Qatar's name
1: listed on that. And that's probably the largest military base, U.S. military base in the regions in Qatar. But this has Iranian ties. This has uh, Hamas ties. Q- Qatar outside Iran is probably the most heavily, you know, uh, financier for heavy. Uh, demo, it gives the most money to, to terrorists mm-hmm. probably in the world?
0: Uh, I want to show what the, uh, the streets of Yemen look like, oh, um, millions, huh? yeah, right now, uh, they're not, uh, concerned, that is, yeah, um, so <laughs> this isn't terrifying or anything, just a cool two million people, uh, promising conquest and holy jihad. But I do want to give, I do want to give you, can I, could I please turn this into a positive? Try. Okay. (laughs) And go. There's going to be some mental gymnastics here, but I'm going to do it. Um, So it turns out the, I mentioned the left is very upset at Biden uh, not doing this without congressional approval. Even people like Rashida Tlaib, she said that it was unconstitutional. So it does turn out that the Democrats actually do remember that we have a constitution.
2: It's true. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's that's true. It's that's like good, right?
2: Yeah, but here's the thing: it's like the immigration, right? They don't care unless it affects them. Yeah, right. The left right. doesn't care. Right. You right. know, I'm in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. You should open the borders. Uh, don't you come to my <laughs> yeah. house? You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: and they mobilize yeah. the national guard within like 24 hours. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh oh God, I'm like. Aw, that's so cute. They do know what the Constitution is. I, I had thought that they'd forgotten about it the way that they always act, but I guess they do. They knew it was
1: there. They just thought it was toilet paper. You know, it <laughs> yeah. Is, right. you know, I, I will say that. <laughs> Last word, real quick. These types of things are not going to change until we get leadership that is willing to make those changes. Yep. Donald Trump was on that road, and that's why they weaponized so heavily to go against him. All of a sudden, he had people in the State Department. You know, like how many people in the State Department were you know witnesses in his impeachment after that call? You know, with you know that perfect call. With Ukraine yeah I mean they knew what he was trying to do they knew there was a realignment possibly he would pull us out of uh, things like NATO stuff like that was it accurate thinking yeah it was accurate thinking but was it what they wanted No, right because they run the show right
0: Um, okay I want to remind everyone if you guys have not checked out the real story of Colony Ridge this guy go show the picture put the picture up on the screen Look, I recognize someone at the bottom there oh, yeah. with a Ooh. sick-looking beard.
1: Yeah, I should have uh, trimmed that. That was on point.
0: That, does, that looks great. <laughs> you look like a motorcycle badass. Um, but uh, so, Jason, you went down to Colony Ridge. You mentioned it, I, I think, earlier in the show with Glenn. You guys filmed a documentary uh, about what is actually going on down there, all of these illegals. As you mentioned, all of these um, you know, uh, neighborhoods are going to be popping up with all of these illegals who are able to somehow get into these homes without the necessary pay Work That you or I would need in order to uh, buy a home, lease a home, whatever the case may be. So you guys, this was excellent work, uh, first of all. So great work. Um, but you guys have to check it out, okay? If you're not a subscriber, now is the time. You can subscribe for $30 off an annual subscription by going to blazeoriginals.com. Use the code Ridge. That is blazeoriginals.com. Promo code COLONYRIDGE. Ridge. Donald Trump was in court yesterday attending his closing arguments in the New York civil fraud trial. I know we talk about this and we have to remind everyone which case is which because um, they're coming after him from all orbits. So this one was the one in New York. And um, it was interesting. He before he arrived in the courtroom, uh, he spoke to the press calling the trial, of course, a witch hunt, which it is. I want to play some of that watch. Witch hunt. It's election interference at the highest level. It's a disgrace. It's in coordination with the White House and Joe Biden because he can't win a campaign fairly. And uh, we're going through it. I think it's indeed a terrible witch we hunt. We're going
2: to have a news conference a little bit later on. As you know, I want to speak. I want to make the summation.
0: Uh, at this moment the judge is not letting me make the summation because I'll bring up things that he' not want to hear and uh, it's a very unfair trial nobody's seen anything like this i don't think they have ever seen anything like this we have a situation where a statute was used that doesn't give me a jury so i have no jury i really have no rights and it's uh and nobody nobody thinks it's got people legal scholars are writing about it like it's something they've never seen before so it's uh interference it's political interference um, and it's something that shouldn't be allowed Where's the lie? Where is the lie? Could you think of a more blatant example of election interference than the 91 indictments that President Trump currently faces? I mean, Jason laughs. You really have to laugh. Like, it, it, it's, it's just so, like, out of this world, blatantly obvious, that it's just like, this whole system is a joke. It's just a total joke.
1: And we've been indoctrinated now because, yeah, I did smirk at it because it just seems so ridiculous. Right. We've been indoctrinated now to something that happens in Venezuela or North Korea or China, Soviet Union, something like that. Yeah. Like we're just indoctrinated to it now. So that's just kind of our our new norm. That's how things are going to operate. It doesn't, I don't don't even think the left thinks that they're going to be successful on the vast majority of these cases. Like this one just seems ridiculous. Like what they did to the Mar-a-Lago estate and the valuation of it was just stupid. But I don't think they believe it. For them, it's the process, right? It's the process of going through it, and for you know the appearance of you know the former president of the United States going through this process, having to get a legal team, pay his legal team, have this going on for who knows how long in multiple different states. I'm not showing up to protest. I'm not saying anything in dissent ever again because it happened to him. Uh, That could easily happen to me and I don't have his resources. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. It's not, it's happening to Donald Trump, but it's not a Donald Trump issue. Which is what he said at
0: the beginning of this, which is they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. I'm just the one standing in the way. Mm -hmm. 100%
2: true. It's death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that it happened with January 6th. That was one big milestone where they were saying, you know what? we're gonna come after you and we're gonna hold you without trial, we, you know, you're not gonna to have to speak to, you're not gonna be able to speak to anyone, and then we're gonna throw these massive um, uh, sentences. Unless your you. name is Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you work for the FBI. no, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. No, but, but this, it's clear, I, you know, I've said it all along, because, you know, when you, I think when you come, like I come from the UK and I come over and I, I saw the way that America was operating, and it was never like this. Like th- This has just been such an acceleration yeah. of the infringement of people's rights. It is mind-boggling. And like you say, it's all about actually stopping you from talking mm-hmm. out and stopping you from speaking out and me, because we're like, well, what chances have we got? Mm-hmm. And then what you see as well is you don't see other people in the GOP going to defend him. Yeah. They're like, yeah, because maybe I don't like him or he's a political rival, I'm done. There used to be a day when Republicans would go and defend the rights of Democrats, even if they didn't agree with them Mm -hmm. that they should have due process and that this is outrageous. The left wants to win at all costs. I, I don't know how many times we've got to tell you, it doesn't matter. They want to win at all costs. They they have infiltrated schools, they've infiltrated the media, they've infiltrated the courts, right? They've got it all. They're, this election, and I and I, I remember watching when I first started getting political and watching things, and you'd see people say, This is the most important election of a lifetime. I'm like, this is the most important election of a lifetime. Did you guys watch
1: uh, Trump's interview on Fox?
2: The town hall?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one part Brett Baer asked him about people are worried that he's going to be so concerned with retribution? Yeah. And he actually had a, I don't know, what do you guys think? I, I think I liked his response and almost didn't like his response, but he said we're going to be too busy with concerning about retribution. Right. Is that how we got into this, uh, into this fiasco now? Because we're not willing... To actually do what they did to us, or is that a dangerous precedent?
0: I don't think it's a dangerous That's a question. Cre- well, it, I think it, it's irrelevant whether it's a dangerous precedent because they've already said it. Like they, like the le- the other side, the left has already said it. So, like, if you are if you're in a game, you're playing. You know, your opponent has decided that they are not going to play by any rules, and you do. Are you ever going to win that game? Ever? Absolutely not. So. So I agree with
1: you. Yeah. But and but if the next president, let's just say it's Donald Trump. I know. So where, do, this, where does that go? I where know. Where does it end? I know. I, I know. know.
0: I know. I know. But I think that there's a difference in personal retribution versus, like, retribution for the entire country. And maybe that's where the disconnect—I don't know. But I, I agree with you. It is a dangerous precedent. But what else do you do? Don't right don't. now. Right now. Well, you tough. know, I, I think Last for, the,
2: for the longest time— Conservatives have thought that because they've had the right ideas that they should win through. It's a ridiculous notion. It doesn't happen. You've got people that all they... And and you you see people say, well, you know, I don't want to be like that. All they do every second of the day is think about their agenda. Mm -hmm. They go to sleep, they wake up, that's all they think about. We're going off doing other things and, you know, living our lives and trying to raise our kids, but... The truth of the matter is, is we have to get engaged, and we have to be as aggressive back to them mm-hmm. as they are within, within the law. Because it's ridiculous, but they're using the law. And I, I just want to say one thing Real about quick. Trump. How tough is he? No. I mean, how, really, you can hate Trump, you can say all these different things, but he is 77 years old. The dude gets up and he's like that, boom, I'm going to go and take it on. There's not many people that will be able to do that at any age. Yeah. So uh, credit where credit's due.
0: I agree. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Biden apparently caved today and agreed to sit for a deposition in the House impeachment inquiry into uh, Papa Joe. Of course, this comes after, though, um, he decided, you know, his little stunt earlier this week where he went and sat. In these perfectly placed seats, it just so happened in the front row to be three seats for him and his attorneys uh, to go make their way into the inquiry into whether or not they were going to hold him in contempt of Congress. And it turns out that he was just... um, he, he, this was all planned. This was just B-roll uh, for his new documentary, because not only is he doing all of these untoward things and shady business dealings uh, in conjunction with his father, but he also wants to rub our noses in the fact that he has gotten away absolutely scot-free and he's going to film a documentary and uh, profit from that as well. So it was all just a staged event, which, of course, we called at the time. We're like, yeah, obviously this is staged. My only question was who all was in on it?
1: Mace. Nancy Mace, I would not be surprised with the crap she was saying during that and using it as like yep. a stage. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised at all. How many of them did know about that? The Secret Service would have had to give some kind of
0: heads up, right? Before he showed up. You, I mean, you would think. Wash- and I'm- again, but again, again, the, like the gallery was totally full. It just so happened there were three seats right there just for him to go smack dab in the very middle, right in the front row. That's just a coincidence?
2: They have no shame. And, and here's one of, the, one of the overarching things that I keep saying all the time and trying to tell conservatives this, right? Movies, documentaries, television is forever, right? It's forever. So you have Hunter Biden going out there. He's making a documentary. And he's going to probably lie through his teeth through that, throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. He's, gonna, he's certainly going to put a narrative out there. Mm-hmm. That is going to be there. Forever now. So that is what's going to go out. That is what is going to Perpetuate the story of Hunter Biden. So when we are old and gray we're almost there, right? Our kids will look and they'll watch the documentary on Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. They'll go, I don't know what you're talking about I don't know why you've got this We've got to get more clued up about the way that we are dealing with the media. I know that the blaze is doing it, but We've got to wake up to what their what their play is. This is what they're doing. They're trying to influence. They're not even looking at where we are now. They're looking at generations yeah. down the line. Yeah. That's why they just lie, mm-hmm. right? They lie mm-hmm. because people aren't going to go and fact check in 10 years' time, 15 years' time, doubt it anyway. There's going to be such a volume of, of um, footage. So they just lie. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they do it for political gain now, right? They just put it out and they know that it's going to get clipped and... But Hunter, it's going to be amazing to the documentary, and they're so bold. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's so so funny about it is, back to our conversation about, you know, they do all these things, we never do anything back. Mm -hmm. They're so comfortable in themselves that their prince can do crack, not have to worry about going to jail, he can have gun charges, not have to worry about it, prostitutes not worry about it. He can have all these tax evasion things, make money off of his Mm -hmm. father's uh, position. And then stroll up, defy the United States Congress. Basically give him the middle finger so he can make money off of a
0: documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good God. Glowing, <laughs> that's where we're at. All right, we gotta we got it. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah? Woo! No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to play for you guys. Apparently St. Paul, Minnesota swore in an all-female city council. Here's this Breaking Barriers CBS breaking news. Watch. I think you'll like this story. History Mm. was made Ah. in Minnesota's capital city of St. Paul today. Or should we say herstory was made. St. Paul's city council was sworn this afternoon (laughs) made up entirely of women. And get this, six of the seven council members are women of color and they are all under the age of 40. Four of them are new members and say that affordable housing, and and access to childcare are some of their top priorities. Congratulations to them and the people of St. Paul. No. I am betting that they get some stuff done. Uh, That is the opposite of what's gonna happen. There's no, this sounds horrible. They're gonna be constantly bickering and fighting, and there's gonna be jealousy, there's gonna be catty behavior. Literally nothing is gonna get done.
1: You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna deliver like about 40 jars of peaches and just watch them all as they stand there looking for someone to open it. I'm gonna stop all progress on day one.
0: <laughs> I think she's a bigot, what is a woman? That's a great question. That's a good point. That's great a good point. point by that
1: actually. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.